Uh, what's going on, guys? All right, so obviously coming off you know, a longer weekend for the players with some much-needed rest. Um, we spent some time obviously focusing on the Giants. We'll spend some time going forward on the Falcons. Big game for us this Sunday. Uh, we'll spend some time at practice working on both our own emphasis of things we're working on as a team and then building into some opponent things as well. So that being said, kind of short transition. Open up for any questions. Offensive line played, uh, especially after Gates went out with Price and Bredson. Yeah, I was actually really pleased with the way they came through the other night. I mean, there's some things we had to clean up and keep building forward with all positions. Uh, the offensive line is no exception. However, I'd say the way Billy and Ben have jumped in here in a short period of time and really made a lot of gains for us. You know, jumping in and only you know learning the vocabulary with one week of practice, and then you have another week of a couple walkthroughs going in there. Yeah, you know, I thought one of the things that really showed through last week, um, some of the leadership Nick showed. Uh, we had explored the option of what would happen if Lemieux wasn't going to be available, which he wasn't, obviously. Nick was obviously going to be a factor of possibly playing that guard position, so we did a lot of work last week in practice of, you know, getting Billy some reps at center, Nick some reps at guard. That was really something that, you know, from a signal caller standpoint that Nick's in can be a tough transition sometimes. Uh, I thought he showed his leadership as a team captain and the way he put the team first and really you know, brought it to us in terms of making sure that Billy got the reps at center. Ended up looking good enough in practice. We went with that in the game. So that gave us a good jump start going to the game that Billy had enough work with the offensive unit, making the calls, putting it in the right direction. I like when Ben got in there. I think Ben competes his butt off. Uh, he's making a lot of gains for us right now. I like the way both guys work. And obviously we're trying to get, you know, to be the best unit we can be. All right. I talk to guys all the time. doesn't matter offensive line-wise how you are individually. It's we got to be the best unit because everything works collectively with those guys. How hope for you that Shane can come back this season or his surgery in his future and this is season over? Uh, from everything we've talked about, uh, you can't rule anything out right now in terms of something being over. Uh, he'll obviously have to wait and see how his, you know, his body responds. Uh, I'm very hopeful that he can come back. Um, but that being said, I don't have a crystal ball right now. On that. So surgery is not in his imminent future, that's what you're saying? Uh, I know he's talking to the doctor about a couple different procedures right now. Um, so we'll see where that goes right there. Okay. Joe, losing Nick, I know it's always got to be the next, next man up plays. But as you were talking about his leadership, what kind of emotional impact did that have inside the locker room with the guys? You know, look, Nick's a key figure for us. Uh, he really is. And he's a guy that the entire time we've been here, he's been a team first guy. He's been an all-in guy. He's a guy that comes to work every day with a great amount of energy and enthusiasm. You know, look, we're still going to rely on him to do that. You know, as he you know, gets better and comes to his healing process, you know, we want to keep him as involved with the team as possible and make sure that, you know, this guy was voted captain by his teammates for a reason. And that's for leadership. And you know, this guy's done a lot of unselfish things, and uh, I believe he'll continue to have an impact on the team. In terms of the emotional part of it, I think when Nick went down the other day, we, everybody hurts when it happens. Like, look, I say all the time, this just you don't want to see any player on the field get hurt. You, you don't. Okay, the game is the top level of competition. You want to see everyone play with their best players and find out where you shake out at the end of the competition. Especially the type of injury he had. You know, look, that that kind of that's a gut punch to a lot of guys. And I think the team definitely, you know, kind of wanted to rally a little bit for Nick and kind of pick it up. You saw, you know, the first play right after that, obviously, had a good run play. Saquon had a good breakout run right there. So there was some good energy and enthusiasm to get it going for it. But I think everybody in here hurts for Nick. You know, everyone knows how hard he works. Everyone knows his kind of his journey, his road of getting here, of what he's had to kind of overcome. So no one wants to see Nick lose an opportunity. And uh, look, we're all thinking long term right now for Nick. Um, he, he won't play this season, obviously. Uh, but we're all thinking long-term for Nick and, you know, what's best for him individually. And we're going to do everything we can as an organization, a team, to support him and make sure we help him along the way. So why didn't uh, Matt Parrott play, and where does he stand in that right tackle kind of mix? 
Yeah, you know, the weight just shook out the other night right there. Um, yeah, we just didn't get him in the other night. thought Nate's been doing a good job. We're going to rotate Matt on through. You know, tackle position, we'll kind of take a look at him, maybe playing some stuff inside as we get going right here. We'll kind of work around through practice these next few days and kind of see how things shake out. Yeah, Matt's making big gains for us and doing a good job. You know, I think Andrew and uh, Nate and him have all been doing a good job right there playing tackle for us. In terms of uh, Billy, you know, Daniel and Nick had developed uh, chemistry over playing together so long, and Billy kind of just got here a couple weeks ago. Like, how, how can Daniel and Billy kind of grow in that way? Because I kind of have to do it on the fly, which is a little unique, I guess. Yeah, practice. That's what it's for. You know, we come out every day, and that's exactly what we're trying to develop is chemistry and practice and the experience of being on the field together and, you know, getting together as far as all the little nuances that happen. Um, but Billy's a vet. He's a guy that puts the work in. Daniel's a guy that stays here and makes sure he gets with every receiver, center, whoever it may be that he has to have a relationship with. So I have faith those guys will, you know, continue improving. Coach, you're playing a Falcons team that's given up 80 points after the first two games. What's your early assessment of their defense? You know what? I'm going to hold anything on the Falcons until a little bit later in the week. But I would say right now, like, look, th this is a team that's very capable, very talented, very well coached. Uh, look, Dean Peace is an outstanding coach. Been in this league for a long time for a reason. So, I mean, relative to what their defense did the first two games, that's not going to have any bearing on what's going to happen this Sunday. So we got to go ahead and get ready to play. So where is Evan now? So he'll be out today kind of moving around a little bit. We'll see where he's at physically in terms of, you know, where we can push him through practice. Uh, we'll see what that looks like today in terms of having a better view to what the weekend may hold right there. But he's been making consistent improvements. Uh, been doing a good job with the trainers. Everything he's been asked to do, he's done. So it's moving in the right direction. Is he sort of on track or something? Couldn't give an answer to that until I see him a little bit today, Tom. Is there anyone else that came out of the game with any injury that we're not going to, we might notice, that won't be practicing? we got a number of guys right now, just kind of some normal nicks and bumps type stuff coming out of the game. Um, you know, we're in shells today. It's not going to be full pads. There's certain guys being a little bit different volume in terms of what it is. We'll kind of go through the early part of practice. Some guys may have to go ahead and just see where they're at physically before we kind of push them forward a little bit more. How's Adore's ankle? Uh, he's continuing to improve right there. I mean, I see his play and his speed and reaction on the field keeps improving right there. So, you know, I haven't heard him complain any. I think guys with Injuries like that kind of stay on throughout the course of the year. I don't think you ever assume something's past it. We talk to our guys all the time, any kind of a sprain or a soft tissue injury, you just got to assume it's always there for the remainder of the year. Get treatment on it, take care of your body, put yourself in position. He's done a good job being a pro with that, Pat, as far as staying out here. So in terms of, you know, where he is with, you know, anything, I think it came out of the game the other day in a pretty good position. So he'll be out here with us tonight. Joe, did you, did you get a lead on the uh, Dexter Lawrence penalty? No. Do you um did you are do you have plans to speak to Kenny Galladay and uh, Kadarius about um, things that happen on the sideline or things that happen in social media or about any misconceptions or you know things that might not be right on track the way you want them to be? No, I've already spoke to all parties involved about all that stuff you guys are referencing. Um, look, I'd say in terms of you guys asked me the night about Kenny, like there was no argument on the sideline, there was no him versus Daniel or anything of that nature. Um, look, this is a guy that's you know in the heat of the moment. You speak very passionately. You know, you kind of speak with some emotion. I speak with emotion on the sideline. Uh, there was no blow up or anything that was being made of it. Look, I understand sometimes perception may be what they are, but like I said the other day, like, there's no issue there. Now, reference to KT, um, I have spoke to KT, and I'd say the one thing about that is, you know, the initial tweet or whatever it is, social media thing, the initial whatever it was, had absolutely nothing to do with the New York Giants National Football League or football in general. Okay, so, you know, I think from that guy's perspective, look, obviously, we have a lot of players very active on social media. Our message to the players are always whatever you put out there, make sure you don't have to explain, clarify, or defend. We want to make sure everybody, you know, 
puts out there, you know, what they want to put out there. Um, I think it's a different generation. I don't say in a bad way. I just know, like, look, thank God there weren't camera phones and social media when I would have been tempted to use them myself, to be honest with you. Uh, but in terms of, you know, educating our players on what to do and put out there, I'm not going to speak for any of the players. We, we do it on a consistent basis. I will say I've spoke to KT, um, and the thing that was put out there that kind of, you know, caught flames or everyone to say the initial thing had nothing to do with football. So we're very open to our players. I talk to them all the time. When there's something to be disciplined, we take care of it. Um, in this instance, in terms of that initial deal right there, we've talked them on through it. And, you know, the biggest part is educating these guys that you know, if you're going to be active on social media, sometimes you may just have to go and clarify it. So, I mean, look, maybe these guys need to start hashtagging everything with not related to New York football giants or the NFL or football, whatever it may be. I don't know what they choose to do on that right there. But, you know, we just got to make sure we understand that, you know, we are in a different situation with our jobs, that it is very visible to the outside and that anything you put out there is going to be interpreted related directly to what your profession is. Do you expect, do you expect that if he is healthy, he will ever have a game again here where he has no touches? Uh, do I expect it? I mean, no, I would expect all of our skill players to touch the ball every, every game. So I, I can't say that something would happen that wouldn't happen. I mean, I don't know if the circumstances would come up, but we don't go into a game plan ever with any of our skill players in any position, tight end, running back, pullback, receiver. Yeah, you name it, where we say, like, okay, this guy doesn't touch the ball. We, we, we don't do that. So every plan involves our guys. There's different things that come up within the game. Uh, I thought our offense took a step in the right direction the other day, that we were productive, that we did a good job in early downs. We were able to move the ball down the field. Some things we have to correct to keep cleaning up as a team. But I like the direction the offense is moving right now. Um, so, look, sometimes some guys get more targets than others. But there's nothing by design to exclude anybody. Joe, what does, he, Nick's need to to more, what, what does he need to do to play a bigger role, though? Just keep being himself, learn the league, and when the ball comes your way, make a play. That's it. And I explained the other day on the sideline to him. I talked to him about it. I said, look, there's times in the game where it's natural to become frustrated because you want to make an impact for your team. And the one thing I say for this guy is he works hard every day. Okay, this guy comes out here and he works hard. All right. And he's doing a lot of things to put himself in a better position. He's doing a lot of things to learn the league. He's doing himself in a position to be an impact player in this league. Now, you guys ask all the time, what's the impact? The impact comes down to how you execute within that 60-minute stretch of the game, right? So I'd say with the way he's preparing, he'll continue to get better and he'll be positioned. But as a receiver, a tight end, whoever's in a passing game, you don't control when the ball comes your way. Your job is to get open, catch the ball, and then do something productive with it when you get it. You can't worry about the balls that don't come your way. Your job is to go ahead and when it comes your way, make a play on it. I don't want to go the specifics of the surgery. I'll let Ronnie and his staff comment on some of that stuff. Look, I'm not trying to be coy or anything. To be honest with you, I don't want to go ahead and put something out there where I'm not exactly right on that. I've talked through a lot of the, you know, big picture stuff of the surgery. You know, I tell these guys all the time, like, look, you can just simplify it down to me and tell me when it's, a, you know, an itch or a scratch or whatever it is. I don't you know all the scientific terms. Um, I just know it was a traumatic injury. Uh, obviously, you know, there's going to be a great deal of recovery involved with that. Um, you know, we're going to do everything we can as an organization to help make through it. Has he been back to the building? Last one. Last no, he's not. He's still in D.C. right now. He's still in D.C., um, which from everything I've been told, that's very common with what he's had done. And uh, they're going to be very, you know, specific about what they do with him throughout this recovery, which is, you know, looking out for him best.